If my story disturbs you, it should. My entire life has been in Anchorage, Alaska. By the time I was five years old, my big brother and I were found by the cops in Mountain View, bodies covered in bruises and hungry. The floor was covered in feces and garbage and clutter, and my mom was an addict. We were taken away from there and moved to a temporary foster home where all I remember is a broom closet and my brother getting in trouble for taking food. From the age of five to seven, we moved in with my grandmother and my step-grandfather. It was a time of full bellies, extracurricular activities, vacations, supervised visits with mom, and spiteful comments from grandma. If she couldn't handle one, why did she have another one? Now I'm stuck with them. My mom met a man, and he was introduced to me as my father. They got married and had a daughter. Thanksgiving 1999, she was three days old when they were uninvited to the family Thanksgiving, and they showed up anyways to introduce us to her. All of the yelling, cursing, and screaming for how they dare they come and ruin the family Thanksgiving caused their visit to be cut short. This is the last holiday season with my grandparents. From the ages of eight to 11, we were reunited with my mom and our dad and our new sister off of a Forest Park Drive and Northern Lights in a one bedroom, one bathroom trailer. We quickly learned that his erratic behaviors were because of his diabetes, his sugars going from 34 all the way to the 605. Eventually, I learned how to draw his blood, check glucose, administer glucose as needed, or insulin. This also marked the end of any normal childhood I had. Physical abuse started first, then one day he called me over to him as he was in bed, lifted the covers, and masturbated. That white stuff that came out, I thought it was his insulin and I was scared. I quickly learned it wasn't. Every new instance and every new thing that he taught me, he told me he was teaching me and he could teach me everything I needed to know to please my husband when I got older. After every new experience, my hands on him, his hands on me, my mouth on him, his mouth on me, he always ended it with the same scripted questions. Did that feel good? Did you like it? Do you want to learn more? By the time I was 12 years old, I had started my period, and he got scared and started me on birth control. That was also when I first start, tried to get away from him. He seemed okay with it, and he was fine with it at first, but then the physical abuse got worse. He started withholding, withholding food from me, making me eat spoiled food, and doing extensive exercises. I told him that I missed him, and that I made a mistake, and that I wanted to go back. I saw how much worse the abuse got from myself and from my brother and my mom. That's when I learned to keep him happy. At the age of 14, in the A Street Walmart parking lot, he proposed to me. This is when I learned that I could sacrifice myself and my family would be spared since I had already learned that the abuse was worse. When I tried to leave him again, he, then again, the abuse got worse for me and for my brother and my mother. 
I went back to him and I told him, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and I missed him. And he told me to prove it. So August 18th, he wanted me to invite a friend over for his birthday. After a day, uh, night and day of alcohol and weed with her, he tried to have sex with a virgin and couldn't. And frustrated, he took it out on my body. When I turned 16, he proposed again with an upgraded ring. He spoke of the children that we would have, four of them. Their names were Hope, Love, Joy, and Faith. And this is when I thought that I would never get away at this point. I was hopeless, helpless, and afraid for the rest of my life that this is who I would have to be with. I tried to get away again in the Wendy's parking lot on Benson and New Seward. I told my mom he was touching me. She told me that she would deal with it when we got home. When we got home, I heard the screams and the yelling through the two-bedroom, one-bath trailer behind West High School off of Hillcrest Drive. She called me in there after a moment of silence, sat me down with him standing behind her and asked, is this true? Because if it is, I don't want to have to do what I have to do. All the while, he was mouthing, tell her you lied or else. So I lied, and I told her that it was not true. She constantly reminded me of this lie for the rest of the time that I live with her. At the end of April 2009, I had enough. I packed everything in my grandmother's car that she let us borrow, and I went to work, and I didn't come back. Threatening texts from him saying that if I told anyone what would happen between us, that my family would leave me, and I'd be sent to a girl's home. And he was right. My family doesn't talk to me anymore. My sister feels like I abandoned her. My brother ran away when I was 16, and I didn't see him again for two years after that. I was locked away from May 13, 2009 until December 20, 2009 at North Star. I call that time therapeutic-induced abuse. During the trial, when I testified against him, I remember feeling incredibly terrified of all the things that I had gone through because I saw the reaction of everyone else, that it really was that bad. During the sentencing, the last things he said to me was, are you happy now? I think about that sometimes. No, I'm not happy now. I'm not happy now because your face is etched into my brain. Your hands are burned onto my body. All of the first that every normal girl had, you stole away from me. Now I'm 26 and I'm expecting my first child. And I'm bummed that it's not a boy because I would have taught him how to be a gentleman, that no means no. Even an uninhibited yes doesn't necessarily mean yes. To check, to be respectful, and to be nice. But I'm having a girl. So I have to teach her to keep your wits about you. Be strong. I will educate her on how to defend herself. And she will be prepared. Statistically, in Alaska, 37% of women have experienced sexual crime. Sexual crimes against children in the state of Alaska are six times higher than the national average. And I refuse to let my daughter be another statistic. Thank you.